welcome to the most interactive sports medicine podcast out there. This is the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. <laughs> My name is Chad. My name's Kevin. And you're laughing at that. <laughs> we are. I Yeah, yeah, we are. It was almost like semi-professional. I like went hard at that. You did. That was good. You, that was like your like advertiser guy voice. I mm. liked it. Welcome to the most entertaining and most interactive sports medicine broadcast. Or, I'm sorry, Sports Medicine Podcast. Yeah. Sports well, Medicine Broadcast would be... It's a broadcast podcast. Yeah. That'd be our good friend Jeremy, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We're not going to rip him off. No, not at all. Um. So, yeah, this is this is Candid Athletic Training, and we're candid. And we're athletic trainers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, my name's Chad. Kevin. And uh, we're working on episode number 36 tonight. 36. And That's going to come out... Monday, October 14th. That's three dozen episodes. Three dozens. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. I know there's some other people out there that have done a lot more podcasts than we have, but that seems like a did long time think, of podcasts Did for you us. think we'd get to 36? No, I didn't. Did you thought we'd flame out? Well, I thought maybe we'd get this far, but it would just be us talking to each other and recording it and not getting any feedback from anybody but we would still do it for fun but that's yeah that's the fun part of it yeah. is how many people enjoy and give us feedback yeah it's cool so how about Very this awesome. talk about you know you know how we've made it no so <laughs> i was at work friday late okay. friday i was just kind of wrapping up doing some paperwork yada 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 about to go and i look and there is a visiting volleyball team okay in our athletic training room okay which is not unusual but it's our friend frank shipley hi frank from northern kentucky <laughs> university and he had just happened and I, I i don't know why i hadn't even looked at their schedule but frank was there and i walk over and i say hello and he whips out a bag of sour patch kids <laughs> and just gives it to he's like hey, i brought this for you and kevin like that's when you know you've made it when visiting teams are just Bringing, bringing, bringing you sour patch. Yeah, kids. bringing us swag because they like what we're doing. That's awesome. But Frank's a good Miss guy. Miss you, Frank. Yeah. So, safe travels, continued success to Mr. Shipley. Thanks, Frank, for the sour patch kids. Frank, we you're are, the best. We're currently enjoying some. Yeah. And um, I think it's the first time I've ever had the tropical. Nope, these aren't the ones that he bought. Oh, never mind, Frank. This is another bag. We got Sour Patch Kids coming out of everywhere. But that here. doesn't mean we don't need more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you look at the schedule and you see one of us coming your way. Heck yeah. You know what to do. Absolutely. Um, okay, I got to bring this up. I, this this is going to be the longest intro we've had in a while. <laughs> so I went out I went out to um, a friend's house, a college, my college roommate's last night. And it was like couples night. Oh. Yada, yada, yada. And we're sitting around, you know, the dinner table, all just kind of hanging out. It had the strangest conversation that I thought only athletic trainers would have. But we were having it, and there was not another athletic trainer there. Okay. We had salespeople. We have teachers. We have accountants. We have interior <laughs> designers. Um, is we've it? got vet assistants. We've got IT people. I'm, in fact, I'm the only athletic trainer there, and we're having a conversation. I'm going, 
And I told him, I said, you know what, this is surreal because this is, not, this is a conversation that should be on the podcast and I will bring this up when we record next <laughs> and I am going to blast you all. So this is right. me blasting everyone. Let's we, go. We had a 30-minute conversation on ice cubes. Ice cubes. Types of ice cubes. Types of cubes. And which people prefer. Okay. And I thought that was actually a friggin' fantastic... I don't know why we haven't thought about this. Now, you and I don't particularly care for ice. No, but at the same time... But we can... We I guarantee everybody out there listening to this podcast has graded... Yeah. You go on the road and you open up that mm-hmm. ice chest and you are grading and mm. you are... You're judging. You're and judging you're like, the other school. Crap, it's the cubes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. What are you doing with that size of a cube? Yeah. So... Should we I, there's nothing save that, that? Nothing that, like, deep down, nothing that, like, gives me more pleasure than going to, like, a big school. Because uh-huh. I'm at a mid-major and going to a big school and seeing crappy eyes. Oh, and sure. You guys like, are, <laughs> what are you doing? You suck. So. My question, should we, so is that an FM? that's a future FMK, huh? Well, maybe it's an FMK or, oh, yeah, maybe it probably should be an FMK. I mean, it, we could do it anywhere. That sounds like an FMK. But I want to get some polls up there. Okay. Maybe, maybe, I don't know how to do it, but I want to get people's opinion on ice. Types Types of, of ice. ice. I mean, it could be a feature topic. It could be an FMK. It could be a, uh, I think it's got to be one or the other. It, it reminds me of the cooler situation, right? The, the it's like gallon, the most gallon. simple things to athletic yeah. trainers get us, get us all riled up. Yeah. Which is. Well, how about this? Let's the beauty just, of it. What's your initial reaction here? You already said you can't stand the cubes. Well, you know, like you open the open that ice chest and then there's like the the sheet of cubes sometimes yeah. right like yeah but they're all stuck together yeah still. they're all stuck together and you got to break them all apart like those are the worst ones to make an ice bag yep and then surface area all the above but the other one like so most people assume like the snow ice is like the best right the, like but the, i hate um, it that you would literally make like a snow a, cone it looks a it's like shaped yeah, yeah. and it, but it, it clumps together it'd be the best thing to make like an ice ball to throw at somebody, but it's like the worst Flakes. to actually ice something. Is it? Is it? I think they're called. Nah, I get in. We have to. Like, I think it's it. like snow ice. I think it's called yeah. snow ice. Okay. But then, I like the. I mean, we're, we're getting we're getting down a rabbit hole. But I like the little pellets. Yeah. I think those are my favorite. Okay. Um, I think you can do the most with them. I agree. And we will have to do this. Maybe we'll do this on our next episode. Sure, fact. why not? Who cares? It'll be it'll be fresh. In our I mean, mind. I know the guy that runs this thing, and yeah. you know, <laughs> comes up comes up with all the <laughs> the things that we have to talk uh, about. Long story short, they they liked the really really big honking chunks of ice for for drinks. I mean, they well, were sure. talking about yeah. what they prefer in their beverage. I mean, I like the big honking ice cube for a nice little they, glass they of scotch. Sh- like a Chicago style cube or something. There's like a special name for it. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, now I'll, we're I'll bring back that into to the table. I'll okay. bring it to the table yeah. next time. Um, but even that I disagreed with because, okay, I'm not making some mixed drinks with them You're because not. that's not my style. Nope. But if I'm going to have ice in the drink, I'm going to chew the ice. Yeah. So I want something that is a little bit more like a pellet or sure. um, something just that I'm not going to feel like I'm going to lose an incisor on. Sure. Right? You know? Absolutely. Um. So anyways, that was the conversation. I, I thought it. it was really fun. We'll pull up some polls and we'll we'll have something interactive on ice here. So my you. head, you were like, okay, I went to my buddy's house 
it was like couples night. We were all sitting around and we had this conversation. My mind went straight cable guy. Oh. And everybody's sitting around playing password. Oh, that'd be fun. So I was wondering, I thought maybe some inappropriate conversations were going to happen. Well, not at that present moment. The password is. <laughs> there is plenty of conversation <laughs> I love happening. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Oh, gosh. What do we have? Um, going back, uh, we're still looking to see if we have listeners in all 50 states. So if you happen to be in one of the states that has not responded yet. And have you we want narrowed down know, certain states? Um, I think we're at 30 or 32 out of the 50. Okay. All right. Um, and so I will get on there sporadically one by one post something for each state yeah. to see if there's anybody out there. Yeah. Let us know. Um, yeah. And as far as what we had for last week, um, scrolling, 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 scrolling. uh, are you, you clean in charge up? of cleaning up vomit during yeah. practice or conditioning? One of our athletic trainers had to clean up vomit. Was, yeah. Where? Indoors? Indoor. Basketball court? Yep. Ooh. I don't know if that's it was conditioning that's not or as bad. or whatever. But is that should that be the athletic trainer's responsibility? I, I mean, I don't think so. I don't think so either. 82% of our 180 voters agreed. Yeah. I, no, I mean, I was not, not be in charge. The athletic trainer's role. Uh, and this particular person was told that it is their responsibility, and I don't know about that. To um, I mean, for us, it was like the the ballparks cleaning crew yeah. had, to, had to take care you know, of it. You know who it should be? The the kid that puked. Sure. Clean up after yourself. Go get the sawdust, kid. You're cleaning <laughs> up after yourself. Well, clearly you're not going to, uh, whatever. I'm yeah, not you're gonna good. Get into it. Uh, which week are you? Monday to oh, Sunday yeah. or Sunday to Saturday? Monday to Sunday. Monday to Sunday with 56% of the vote. Pretty close. Yeah. 56, yep, and 44 Sunday to Saturday. Which uh, officially, when this episode comes out, is going to, it officially starts your week, yeah. a very important week in your life. Even closer. And your misses. Even, even closer than that poll is Why are you Joker avoiding that? versus Lex Luthor poll. What'd you say? <laughs> Stop avoiding what I'm telling you. Your Lex Luthor poll, huh? Yeah, let's talk about that now instead. Um, what did what you was, say? What's the Lex no, 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 Luthor no. poll? Let me let me back up. I apologize. <laughs> I was scrolling. What did you say? You said your work week starts on Monday. So when this officially comes out tomorrow, which is Monday, yeah, it's gonna start because to me the week starts on a Monday. I concur. Right. So that starts a very important week for you and your little misses. Oh. Yeah. And you, you just you just went on to a different topic, and I was like, oh, so I, I guess you don't want to talk about it. I mean, I didn't even oh, hear. I don't know. Chad's getting cold feet, everybody. My feet <laughs> are well insulated right now. <laughs> I'm yes. This is yes. We'll get into that at the end of the show, maybe. <laughs> um, but we will move forward. Oh, let's with move our forward. Joker versus Lex Luthor poll. Joker. Fifty-one percent. Yeah. To forty-nine percent. Joker. He's a better athletic trainer. It's because he's funnier. He's funnier. <laughs> uh, we also had a Mount Rush. Who's your Mount Rushmore of villains? Uh, lots of different answers. Long story short, not a single person did. Joker was on every single Mount Rushmore. Really? Yeah. Of anybody I've asked, all my athletes, anybody who responded on our um, social media, Joker's in the top four. Yeah, I think he should be too. We, yeah, right? we had we had a, a slew of other people. 
um, you know, Magneto. Somebody said Shredder. 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 Uh, nice. You know, all sorts of things. So. I like it. Uh, it was fun. That was a fun conversation. That is a good week. combo. I think that is about it. all we had for last week. You see what I did there, though? You, it. You, it. It's it. <laughs> it's it. What is it? it. It's it. Hey, we're going to talk what about it. it. No, we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about bit. it. Let's talk about it now. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hi, Chad. Let's do some uh let's do some, some let's, segments. Let's do it. Um let's do it. So it, right? We're gonna talk about it. So um let's do the, the fictional athletic trainer. It is going to happen right now. Yeah. So the cast of it is going to be debated on Fictional Athletic Trainer. Have you seen the movie? Have I seen it? Or the miniseries? I have not. So I am I'm completely useless and yeah. in the dark right now. I can't tell you how many times Chad asked me, like, now wait, what movie are we talking about? Um, You're carrying this segment. That's fine. Um, I, I, I did ask one athlete. Yeah. Or I asked around who had seen it, and one said they actually had. I mean... And their response how? was, and I... I this is not politically correct. So you're going to forgive me. Politically. Um, he said, "I, he, uh, the redhead girl. Beverly. He actually didn't say redhead. He said the. Vitus. The, del- the delicious root vegetable that you yeah. can get with yeah. sushi and cleanses your palate. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He delicious. said that would be the best one. Okay, that makes sense. Because her father leaves her alone, and then she has to kind of just fend for herself all the time, so she's very resourceful. Um, that's yes what, that's yes what and no. I mean, not to dampen the mood or anything, but <laughs> her father doesn't leave her alone very often. Oh. He's very abusive. Okay. Um, but then she takes matters into her own hand, and she's very she's very resourceful. Okay, she can take care of herself. That that's that's who that's Beverly. That's Bev. Okay, that was that was the only. That's that's all I bring to the table, courtesy of my okay. athlete. So so check plus on Beverly. I mean, if you haven't seen it, Chad, I haven't. You should really see it because I think. Do you? Well, I haven't first, seen chapter two. Which just recently came out. Which is why we're talking about it. Yeah. Because it's current. Because it's current. Just came out. Halloween. I think Pennywise is one of the best uh, scary movie like villains or whatever of all time. So so you're a fan of the scary movies? I like scary movies. I wouldn't say they're like my favorite genre. But at the same time, (laughs) I think this latest rendition of it is a really solid movie like not just horror movie i think it's a really good movie i have not seen chapter two yet just kind of waiting on life to allow some time to go see it but the first one i loved and i saw the original like mini series or whatever you call it um a long time ago and with what's his face as the clown, I don't know why am I blanking on it, but um, it was really good for back then. But I think the way they changed it and just kind of the 
I don't know, you know, the new CGI and everything. Mm-hmm. Bill Skazgard, Skazgard, I think is how you pronounce it, is unbelievable. And he does this thing with his eyes where, like, one can look the other way. Like, he does it on purpose. Mm. And it's real. Like, you think it's computer generated, but it's real. He has that oh ability. Oh, my God. Hi, Georgie. Would that help? Hi. Would that help an athletic trainer to be able to do that? Nope. So it just goes sideways so you could see more things at once? I don't think you can focus on two things at once. No? Nope. I think you just ex- maybe expand your peripheral vision. You can probably see if somebody's going to come around and do something behind mm. your back, but I don't know. Anyway, Bev. Well, we can start with Bev. I don't. Yeah. Beverly's the girl yep. of the group. Yep. They're, they are the losers club is right. their, their kind of quote unquote uh, title. Beverly, very strong. She's very strong-willed. She doesn't really take crap from anybody. Um, she also, unfortunately, because of her family situation, she like hides her emotions and like her feelings really well. And I think that's a valuable aspect of an athletic trainer. Like mm-hmm. you can't you can't be too high or too low, right? Yeah. You kind of have to. Keel. You got to stay even keel. So she's got a lot of points there. Um, because it's not about you, it's about the athlete. Correct. But at the same time, she's very independent. Like she can, she survives on her own. Okay. But she works better as a team. Like once she meets all these other, these kids and she realizes like they all have their like weird quirkinesses about them. Um, she loves it and she doesn't want to leave the group. Like she, these are now all of a sudden like her best friends. Bill. Mm-hmm. Bill's like the the leader. He's the he's kind of the main character. His like the movie starts with it's his little brother that gets taken by Pennywise and all right. Um, that's Georgie. Um, and he is so he's the leader, right? He's very determined to find where his brother went because there's no like. Nobody knows. Like, it's just all of a sudden it, his brother disappeared, right? And him and his brother were, like, best friends. Um, he very much looked after his little brother. So he was, a, he was a 12-year-old kid, 12, 13-year-old kid that was very uh, able of being, like, this little bit of a teacher, a little bit of a role model, a little bit of a leader in reality. Um, he And he would – he's kind of like this – like consummate like great friend like mm-hmm. he does like he'll drop anything for all of his friends okay right so that's a huge so he's gonna aspect. get abused in the athletic training room. oh yeah totally 100 percent. um he's gonna allow the byot probably okay yeah because he can get walked over a little bit right. for sure ben is um the shy very like he's a kind of a loner mm-hmm. but he is the one that he does like the most research about oh, this he's pennywise out. he's out research right? you said research that's he's, a key hot topic for right us. so he's like the research <laughs> athletic trainer yeah. that he goes <laughs> off and figures things out on his own All right. but then comes back so he's an innovator um no He's more of a researcher. He's a researcher. But he, he's he's in the it's lab. interesting. I mean, he's he's super shy, but he every once in a while he comes up with this like 
hey, but maybe we should do this, right? Okay. It's mainly he's a researcher. <laughs> um, Mike, okay. Mike's like the, he's like just a really true friend, like just like Bill, but he's he's kind of quiet. Um, I would say everybody can rely on Mike. Um, he could be, he's that, he's that guy or that kid or that, that athletic trainer friend that everybody says, that's my best friend is Mike. Hmm. And Mike's just kind of, I, this is just me. Like, I, I just, I just like taking care of everybody. I just like being friends with everybody. I right. Like um, Self- Eddie. So he sounds selfless. Very selfless. Okay. Um, Eddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eddie's like the, he's always sick. Oh boy. Right. And he's, he's kind of a germaphobe. I think it, his parents, his mom kind of made him into like this little germaphobe. He's definitely, he's the one that always has like hand sanitizer on him. Um, I think. He's more athlete than athletic trainer then. I, I think he's. I think he's an athletic training student that uh, is like, I don't know what the heck I just got myself into. Okay. I feel like I'm gross all the time. All right. I just contracted something, and I was just talking to you. That's all. I don't know what I don't know what's happening. <laughs> all right, he's out. Sorry. Um, Stanley. Stanley's kind of the scaredy cat. All right. He's kind of out. Like, he's, he's just always scared. And he he's the easiest one to like he's he's the athletic trained student that um you actually have to pull teeth to try and get him to do anything. They're just yeah. sitting there watching you the entire yeah. time. Totally. And totally. you're like, Are you gonna you gonna touch anybody or yeah, talk gonna, to anybody or do you, anything you want, to try you and try this a hands on skill? Do you want to no? go into the scary house and try to kill a clown or um <laughs> you're just gonna stand there? All right. So um, Eddie and Stanley are probably together. Right? Richie. Richie. He's the oh, funny. Richie. Richie. Oh. Funny, funny, funny oh, kid. All right. Funny. He's the. If you ask me, this kid makes the movie. If this kid's not in the movie, it's not a great movie. Okay, but it's funny enough to be. He is a one line machine. Ooh. So he's a quick thinker. Oh, my God. He's by far. Like, he is. He's definitely the athletic trainer that somebody, or athlete, even athletic training student, but um, somebody tries to get under his skin and you can't. Like he's got an answer for it. Composed. You. He's composed. He was. He's also. He's kind of a. He's a little bit of a badass. Like oh. he complains at the same time. He's like, but like, let's get this done. All right. Right. And he's sarcastic he's as a, all get up while he's doing it. Roll up his sleeves and just go for it. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. But it's funny because it seems like he's a complainer, but he's not. He's actually like, I don't know. He wears glasses. He's the comic relief. <laughs> okay. And then um, the last one we wanted to talk about was Pennywise. Pennywise, right? So I would say the number one thing that holds Pennywise away from being an athletic trainer, other than eating kids, is... Um, <laughs> That he only works every 27 years. Oh. <laughs> he needs long breaks in between. He might be the best. <laughs> so he, he might have just went to the top, he, working only 
how often is it? What, what kind of shift is that though? Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, I mean, it's like certain professions you have like four days in a row, four 12 hour shifts, and then you get three days off. Right. Or you're on, you're working a 72 hour straight shift at the hospital and then going home for a week. Or you could, ar- you could argue like, um, a lot of professional sports are, you know, you go a hundred to zero, mm-hmm. like you go zero to a hundred and a hundred to zero really quick. And so that's what he's doing. Maybe. Yeah. So he's also, um, he only works every 27 years. Only, only 20, down. every 27 years he shows his face. Um, he, he laughs at himself a lot and he's, he's kind of that athletic trainer that maybe you're doing a treatment on somebody and somebody says something in the corner of the room and you say a line of a movie or you, like you make a, Dave. <laughs> or you make, is Dave Yeager. you make, you make a joke in your head and you laugh. Oh, but like, yeah. and then the but then the athletes like, what's so funny? And then you try to describe it, and they're like, what the heck are you talking about? Yeah, that happens. Like you only laugh at yourself, right? pretty much daily. Uh, the other bone, he's a shapeshifter. Like he can he can shift into whatever he wants to be, right? How would so you he use that is your, the, How would you use that as an athletic trainer? Are uh, you becoming rehab equipment? Are you becoming some sort of modality? I am definitely you, not becoming rehab equipment. No. But if I need to shape shift into having twelve hands, I'll do it. Oh. Right. Okay. And he, so he shit like he shapes shifts himself into. <laughs> Careful there. However, Easy with your ships, right? <laughs> with um, your shipping, he I ship my pants into like your biggest fear, right? So and then he tries to he tries to get the fear out of you. So there's part of me that like he's he's testing the kids. Like, mm-hmm. I know that your biggest fear is um, heights, right? And so I'm going to kind of back you into a ledge that you might fall off a For fall the record, off, he's right? just talking to you, the listener, not me, because no, I talk- don't have a problem. I'm with totally heights, talking so to you. you. I know you listening right now have a fear of heights. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Pennywise is... I mean, he's scary as all get up, and he—he's pretty evil, and he eats kids. But he actually might make a good athletic trainer. Okay. So. So of these people, who are you going with? I mean, I think I have it down to two. Okay, I'm going Richie. I knew you were gonna go there. <laughs> I got. I have to go with Richie because he's funny. Yeah, he's funny. I was, He's I was, a little bit of a badass. From me. what you, how you explained it to me, I was going Beverly or Bill. Yeah, sure. Why not? Probably. I mean, if you want to, if you want to be like everybody else, you go Bill and Bill and Beverly. <laughs> probably will. We'll see. We'll see what everybody else says. How about yeah, that? Yeah, we'll put up. We'll put up Bill, Richie, Beverly, and Pennywise because it seemed like the other four. I yeah. Out. Ben, I think so. And researcher like, out. Yeah. Mike out if anybody else wants to like send in some info on somebody else or any of the other people and they want to argue we can get into a nice online argument about this that's fine would love to interact (laughs) that's where the best arguments happen yeah on twitter on twitter (laughs) (laughs) so okay fun thank you for educating me you're welcome i have to check that out 
Um, let's jump into. No. Let's not okay. jump in. We'll stroll right into <laughs> our top five segment. Okay. Kevin, we asked 100 athletic trainers, name the hardest rehab exercise for you to demonstrate. For moi to demonstrate. Okay. So I'm going to say. Because, I mean, when you, when you tell somebody to do something and they give you that look. Yeah. Like you have no idea. Then you have to show it to them. Yeah. I mean, there's. Okay. No, I'm going to go like straight off of like what would be hardest for me. That's what you're doing. Yeah. So anything. Well, that'd be nothing because you're good at it. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm the best at everything. Um, Anything like hamstring, like straight leg raise, right? So I, the first thing that comes to mind is doing like a straight leg raise where like you have to. You're on your back, you're supine, straight leg raise, have to activate your core, blah, blah, blah. Like, as hard as I can work on that and making sure my core is active, I still just have really crappy straight leg raise. Okay. Um, SLO. And so it always looks bad. I'm shaking. I can't keep my legs straight. I'm a, I'm like a one on the freaking FMS with that. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, right. Number two, I'm going to... I'm going to go like a step down, right? Where, you know, you got to keep the glute engaged and you got to make sure that there's no valgus stress at the knee, something like that. Like a, a TKE kind of exercise, when, but stepping when you do down. That, are you going to the side or to the front? I'm just curious. Um, what, me what personally, you, like what, what would make it harder or what, like, what, what do what I would have? You prefer an athlete to do like just to the side oh. or to go off the front? Um, prefer. I don't think I've ever thought about it. All right. I'm going to go side. Side. Sure. Side step. Okay. I don't know. All right. Um, my, I, I always have a, particularly on my left side, mm. I have to, I can do it, but it takes a lot of concentration for me to not allow any little valgus stress. Um, anything shoulder external rotation that is above my head. That is for sure my number one. Yeah. I can't, I can't, my shoulders don't move. I, I focus on it. Like I tr- really try like keep my ribs down and all that stuff, keep my core engaged and I try to get some more, but it just doesn't work. But I, I also was never like an overhead athlete. Okay. So I think that doesn't help. Um, personally, anything I have to get myself into wrist extension. Oh. So I'm going to, I'm going to say a plank. I'm just going to say a plank. Because my right wrist does not go into full extension. So, therefore, I can't really do a lot of stuff. Are you fisting it? <laughs> Will you make a fist and I'm a, hold it? I'm a little bit more about the fingertips. Okay. Oh, um, gotcha. Yeah, because I broke it when I was younger and never got it fixed. So, there's much scar tissue. So, I can't get into extension. Uh, and then, of course, of course... Anything unstable surface, proprioceptive work, balance work, because I suck at it because I don't do it. Yeah, I had that experience this week. At Did the, you really? At the gym. Oh, yeah, that's right. One of the stations that we were allowed. Yeah. So the way our gym is set up, um, it's We do go to the same gym. Choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll give you three options to do at a station. I always choose like the easy circuit. one. 
What's that? I always choose the easy one. Yeah, the the, the light version. No, yep. I'm just kidding. Uh, so the three options were burpees on a with a Bosu ball or squats on a Bosu ball. Yep. Either flat side down or flat side up. Yep, I did that too. And because of our underlying disdain for unstable surface training, I ended up doing burpees. Good for you. Yeah, but it came into play. I I felt the same way. Like, I'm not going to do something. In fact, one of the people that was in the group with me almost blew out because they fell off the BOSU. Yeah. So, anyways. (laughs) Unstables. Unstable. What do we got? What are the top five? Give it to me. Rename it unwise. Instead of unstable, it's unwise. Unwise. Um, So your top five hardest rehab exercises to demonstrate is voted on by the people of our podcast. Yeah. Um, In fifth place, with four votes. Four. Toe yoga or any sort of foot intrinsics. Ooh. Which I think can be challenging. Dude, that's awesome. I You know what? I don't even care. That's awesome that somebody, four people people mentioned that. that. Because that means four out of 100 people are actually doing it, Yep, which is amazing. That's awesome. Yes. Um, In fourth place with five votes, pelvic tilts. Okay. Again, great response. I'm fantastic at pelvic tilts. I probably say, yeah, I am, yeah, I preach them. I preach (laughs) them. So I'm talking about them all the time. Uh, How often do you demonstrate it, though? I do it for fun sometimes. Almost probably... (laughs) Every other hour, I would say. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. At, at least three times a day, I'm showing somebody how to do a, I hear you. a pelvic tilt. Yeah. Usually in a half kneeling position. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I would say multiple times a day. I like it. Um, Shakira. <laughs> Shakira, Shakira, hips don't lie. We talked about that last episode. Um, in third place, yep. with seven votes, Nordic. Mm. Nordic exercises. Okay. I think right. they're extremely challenging. Yeah. Hard to do. They are hard to do. Yeah. I don't know if they're hard to demonstrate, but... They're not hard to demonstrate because it's like the fifth one that really gets you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in second place, with nine votes, anything balance-related. Especially on an unstable surface. Yeah. Just really struggling, closing the eyes, and staying upright. <laughs> <laughs> so people struggle with balance. Uh, I know somebody that struggles closing their eyes and staying up straight too yeah anyway yeah um your first place uh with 13 votes um pistol squats or single leg squats i kind of threw them together okay yeah pistol squats are tough i can't do them they're very tough i just had an athlete who super mobile uh and stable yeah held the bottom of a pistol squat for 35 seconds and was able to get out of it. I really? was really impressed. That is very impressive. Yeah. Huh. One of my pitchers. It was it was crazy. Pitchers, I, I've actually known a lot of pitchers that have been really good at pistol squats. Hmm. And I think it's just the... Not me. I, I honestly think it's like the imbalance. Yeah. Like one side's always better than the other. Yeah. And so... I bet if they did it on the other side, well, I don't know if they're, but if they're naturally just like a mobile person, you can get into it. If I if I am even gonna sniff a pistol squat, I need TRX straps. Yeah, I can't. I, I can a, sniff it. Yeah, no, not a chance here. 
Yeah, you're not. Yeah, I mean, you're not. You're not the most mobile person in the world, Chadster. Nope, I struggle in that department. Okay, um, the other responses that I wanted to highlight. I like they were, it. They either made me laugh or made me think. Um, <laughs> anything in khakis. <laughs> two, two people said, of course. it doesn't matter, but if I'm wearing khakis, I can't demonstrate anything. There you go. Which, another reason we should get rid of the yeah. get up. Okay. Oh. Uh, how about uh, anything requiring flexibility? Okay. <laughs> that was also... Uh, Coming in from Chad Henneberry. Nope. <laughs> nope. There's certain things I can do okay. All right. There, there, all right. How about hamstring exercise ball curls? Okay. On the Swiss physio stability yep. ball. Any, Basically anything where you're bringing your legs in, pikes or whatever, anything hamstring related on yep. that ball. Sure. So a lot of people don't like that. Um, three responses for the body blade. <laughs> and it's, I, it made I, me laugh. And you're like, trying to get that thing going is like, it can be a little. Every once in a while, you do feel like, like if you're using your right arm, it's like your right arm is no longer attached to your yeah. body or your brain. Well, I think you're it's like, pro- what, how am I not able to do this? Yeah. It's like. You just want to look cool in your head while you're doing it, and you're not gonna. <laughs> you're just not. It's not gonna be like this uh, no. movie scene slow mo type. You're shaking. Oh yeah, look at this. No. And you're no. just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what is happening? No, you you will not like. I mean, yeah, no. Um, handstand push-ups. Dang, that's an advanced rehab. Yes, yes. That's Maybe same same thing with the pistol squat, like. These are some advanced rehabbers. I love doing handstands. I actually will have a handstand competition with my athletes. Yes, you will. once in a while just because I want to see if they can beat me. I've seen it. Um, and then uh, rolling patterns. Somebody struggled oh, with rolling patterns. Good. Oh, my gosh. What a gosh. great answer. What a great answer. I mean, I think, I think struggling with them as far as probably doing them correctly, they're, probably, they're easy to do and cheat. Well, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. So. That is awesome. Another, like, I love the toe intrinsic stuff. Somebody actually saying rolling patterns, that's awesome. Yeah. So, really fun. Good for you guys. So, that's your top five for this week. Best fun, listeners fun of one. all time. Yeah. We had, a, they knocked the park, knocked it out of the park, I should say. Speaking of getting married this week, let's FMK something. It's marriage? <laughs> so, for FMK this week, we're going to do three types of athletes. Yeah. We've got your whiner. Yeah. We've got your know-it-all. And we've got your more is better. You know, you could go harder if you wanted to. (laughs) More is better. Know-it-all. I don't know why I came up with that. That that was not planned, by the way. So. Yeah. um, What do you got? You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. I'm going to kill the whiner. Okay. I, I I just don't do well with whining. You shouldn't. I really just, there's just like, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Um, if you come in whining about something, yep, I'm probably going to mentally slap you across the face. For sure. With my mind. For sure. I would never do it with my hand. I'd, I would go backhand. Part. I'd go backhand. <laughs> in my mind, I am, uh, that's what I'm doing. Yep. I'm just, I'm over you. With a smile on your face. And then have a nice day. Yep. Um, I will probably 
this is I, this is tough between the know-it-all and the more is better because I don't really care for either of them either. Um, Sometimes they overlap too. Yeah, you know, I, I'm probably going to marry more is better. Okay. Um, because I feel like at least it's a positive energy. Like they want to do something. Yeah. They want to be proactive. Okay. Uh, it's our job to mold them into making the best decision. Ooh. Like, okay, yeah, you probably could do a few more, but let's try this instead. Sure. Or let's think about this. Oh, maybe this would be a good suggestion. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you can kind of coax them into something maybe more productive or a little bit better for them. Yeah, okay. But you can't fault them for wanting to get better. Right. Uh, and so then I'll F the know-it-all um, most of the time because... Uh, again, it's it's. I'm glad that they're trying to. Uh, I can appreciate the fact that they want to have some knowledge. But, <laughs> it's kind. But you, more you often, give them, you give them one of these. Go like small. this nice little yeah, nice try, bud. Nice yeah. try. Um, <laughs> but then it's like I appreciate oh, the effort, young man. Yeah, okay, like yeah. um, all right, I get it. That's what you think, but here's the truth. Here's the truth. You know, that, that's Spit what I'm going to do. Spit that knowledge at me, kid. Yeah, so, um, so that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to kill the whiny MFers, too, because mm-hmm. uh, who wants to deal with that? Nobody. Like it, no. Like it, not only do I not want to hear you whine, but like, do you have any idea how bad of a day I've had? <laughs> right? It's always that day. It's always the day that you're like, do you want to hear my problems? No. So I don't want to hear your problems. Get out of here. Right? Get out. Um, I'm going to also marry the more is better. Very similar for you or as you. And that like at least there's like they're trying. There's there There's some positive like I want to do more work. Because I want to get better, mm-hmm. or hey, like no, you can like you can really stretch that as far as it can go. Because I I no like I'll take it when you're just like okay, no, you you don't need 143,000 degrees of external rotation. Like it's fine, <laughs> um, or you don't need to do 12 sets of something. Yeah. Stop rubbing that out. This is You're not fine. Cro- this is not CrossFit. Right? This yeah. is rehab. This yeah, is right? this is therapy. And if it is CrossFit, like uh, no, it's I mean it's And fine. I love like, CrossFit, but more more is m- more likely to get injured. Um <laughs> the, I think what what they're what they're just missing in the more and better more is better mentality is how about more recovery? How about more rest? Or um so I, I have this conversation a lot with some of my patients now because there's a lot of like, oh, yeah, my like my neck is just I – de- I deal with less athletes where there's like your soccer player is like, oh, gosh, my, my knee's been bothering me a little bit. Oh, my hip's been bothering me a little bit. I, I do deal with actually a lot of like spine – so like cervical lumbar tightness, mm-hmm. a lot of hip stuff too, but it's a lot of like, 
I stand at work all day or I sit at work all day. So it's this, I teach them how to decompress their spine a lot. Sure. And, but I warn them that like, so there's this one maneuver that I like to do for your lumbar spine. It's just lumbar traction basically with a band and you're on the ground. And I say, the max I want you to lay here is one to two minutes. And I'm serious about two minutes because if you laid here for 10 minutes and you then went to get up and all of a sudden your body like is not in a traction position, it's going to freak out and it's probably going to get tighter, right? So teaching an athlete that when you're on the foam roll, you're probably going to have more benefit if you spend some really nice focused time in one area and then move on to the next versus just like, I'm going to spend the next 20, 25 minutes in this one area and just keep rolling back and forth and hope that the more I bang my head against the wall, this headache's going to go away. Right. Yep. Right. So I think, but I can deal with teaching an athlete or a patient that more is not better. Like I, I actually enjoy the process of like teaching that. Okay. Right. Um, and then I'm going to have to know it all because every once in a while, it's really fun to get in this little debate with a know-it-all athlete, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it pisses you off. Um, but then sometimes depending on your mood, if you want, if you want a little, if you want that debate or not. Yeah. I see. I see where you're going with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so like on occasion, it's like, it's your favorite thing to do. Uh, Slow days in the office. You need a little pick me up. Let's get into a little. Yeah, but on occasion you just don't want to have to exert yourself, and maybe you just do some solo work later. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's why I'm going to eff it. All right. Um. And then yeah, let's. Uh. What else you got on that? Anything? No, I don't. Okay. I think it's time for our Mount Rushmore rehabs. Nice. Cool. Let's do it. Chad, have you ever been to uh, Mount Rushmore? No, I would love to Me check neither. it out. Yeah, do you think there's do you think there's really like a city of gold behind it in like the Black Lakes or whatever the Black Hills or whatever? You know way more about it than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of any of this. I just know it's four presidents carved into some stone. I just a, I'm, I'm not going to quiz you, but how many people? Out of a hundred, do you think could name the four presidents on Mount Rushmore? Forty percent. Forty? That's generous. I think twenty-five. Thirty. I think twenty-five at best. Anyway, your Mount Rushmore of rehabs. Oh yeah. So we we brought this up because we were so impressed with how fast it seems that Mr. Barkley is um, progressing with his high ankle sprain, high ankle sprain, which looked pretty bad. Yeah, and I think, and there was a chance he was going to play after, like, he's going to miss like two games, but he ended up missing a third. Yep, we don't know if he's going to play in the next game or not. But we it, don't. He's trending. He's trending in the right direction. So he's practicing, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play this one a little loose. Oh, 
That's what I do best. Because <laughs> you're loose in the hips. Loose in the hips. Uh, not necessarily specifically rehabs, but just general um, fast recoveries by athletes that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, they may or may not have been rehab intensive, I'll say. Okay. Um, but just some some interesting stories. Right. So okay. um, are, are we going to alternate or how are we going to do this? I don't care. Just go. Um, so <laughs> I've got three soccer injuries and one baseball injury. I want to highlight. Right. So uh, I'll just lump them all together. So with soccer, um, in ACL, uh, uh, four months post-surgery, uh-huh. uh, back to activity. It there was incredible. Go. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a good one, I thought. Uh, we've all had that success story, that ACL that's it's come back um, in a timely manner. Yeah. You know, everyone always thinks, I mean, it's just the interesting thing about ACLs to me is how much better we've gotten in the last 10 years. Oh, my them. God, yeah. You know, 10 years ago, it was a career ender. Maybe not 10 years ago, but it was 20, it was, yeah, 20 years ago it was a career ender, and now it's a, yeah, six to eight months. Yeah. You know, depending on setting and, you know, some other things. And that's a loose timetable. I would say 10 years ago, there was still like, yeah. all right, like you can't put weight on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And now it's day but, one. Okay. Go. You need to go walk. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, an ACL. Um, I had an MCL. I had a senior um, several years ago with a, a fully torn MCL who yeah. came back after missing two games two games so it was like a two week so like two weeks a two week now that's there was some there was some toughness there okay she right. she got it some... out she got it out the last month of the season but sure it was pretty uh impressive that sounds like there was a lot of dirt being rubbed on a knee i think it's meant mental toughness is yeah. was mm-hmm. was yeah basically what it was all about sure um third soccer injury yeah um and i've actually alluded to not necessarily this particular one but uh, ankle injuries to me are i love when if somebody's gonna get hurt i hope it's an ankle so i feel like <laughs> i feel like that's my specialty yeah as far as getting them returned to play as quickly as possible i think i have um the most confidence in my ability to, to get somebody back from an ankle okay issue. Uh, i remember a senior athlete going down in the opening week um, on a Friday night game with an ankle injury. Um, and it ballooned up. I mean, it, it was a softball. Yeah. She was a, she was a sweller. <laughs> she was a sweller. And I went, Oh my God, this is going to be a nightmare. And yep. she actually ended up playing the following week. Probably not at a hundred percent, um, but functional. Okay. Uh, and I think I was just most proud of that one because of it. We, we did a really, it was very intensive 48 hours of treatment, 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 and then getting into the rehab. I just was really proud of that one because of the amount of time and effort we put into getting it, um, you know, to return to play really quickly. Yeah, ready to go. Yeah. Uh, lastly, I had a, a baseball player uh, in the, the college baseball season starts usually the third week of February. Yep. So we're practicing inside 
Uh, it, and in fact, I went back and looked at this. It was February 1st. So three weeks before the season starts. Okay. And they're, this is a catcher. And he makes a throw and he just drops like a, like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> I was going to say another thing. But yeah. Okay. He just drops. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, what happened? And he's like, he, he's like, I can't, my arm, something happened. It popped in my elbow. I was like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, hey boy. It wasn't it, it wasn't his UCL. Okay. He, he was having neurological symptoms all up and down. I was like sure. something nerve related, you know. I'm like, maybe he just caught the ulnar nerve wrong or something. I, I didn't know. But he had he could not fully extend, he you know, couldn't flex, couldn't grip anything. He was the one out of whatever. I mean, uh-huh. I had literally ended up taking him to the urgent care because I couldn't figure sure. out like if there was something significant going on here. Yeah. Um and we had him back to I mean he didn't miss any games that year it was incredible and i it was some sort of neuroproxia you uh-huh. know like just some sort of I, I don't even know exactly what you know the doc couldn't figure it out either huh it how was, long did the symptoms last um about a week hmm. he was in a sling we had him in a sling for three days and then kind of gradual you know range of motion and um i don't think he started hitting for two weeks so he had like basically one week before the season to, to kind of start hitting fully again it was was pretty interesting so he regained probably full strength around two weeks yep interesting it was i i thought for sure he is done for the year all ulnar nerve stuff yep it was it was really strange weird but um and for me i know when we talked about this we were going to kind of give our recipe or our success sure whatever it is i really think it whatever it is it boils down to one thing and it's by getting the athlete to buy into what you're telling them to do. Well, that's a good call. It's like part communication, but it's just like, hey, yeah. this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that buy-in is setting realistic goals for them yep. and understanding what motivates them and what their yeah. aspirations are and saying, look, if this is what you want, here's what you have to do. Getting them to sure. buy in, you can make anything happen. So for me, that's kind of... Those are my the four injuries that came to my mind about how I could push them harder, yeah, and get them to where they wanted to be. Um, uh-huh. What do you have, Kev? Hans, yeah, you you Hans and Franz, everybody. We you get know, to pump if you want, you up. if you want to get big oh, like man, Hans, you such, got, you have to work hard. That was such a pump. good skit. Oh my gosh, it was great. I went, me and my buddy Anthony went as Hans and Franz. I think it was the eighth grade Halloween party. For sure. Were you Hans? I don't remember. Were you Franz? That's probably Hans. Did you have that beard know. in eighth grade? Uh, I, I mean, I had a remnants of it. <laughs> it was, you know, I had the five o'clock shadow. Um, okay, so my uh, Mount Rushmore. So my first one was an ACL, um, about four and a half months from surgery to back to pitching. Like in-game pitching, um, opening weekend. Yeah, I mean it was. Wasn't it opening weekend? If I remember correctly, uh, I th- think it was later. Oh, okay. I think it was May. Oh. It was. It was like within the first month of the season. Yeah. Um. But it was. It was an interesting story. The whole thing was interesting. I mean, he. He tore his ACL. He went out and pitched another whole inning. Like, he finished the inning, and then he pitched another inning. And I was not there for this. 
um, that uh, initial evaluation, but I, I did the whole rehab. Um, and he find he finally was just like, there's something wrong with my knee. Like it feels like it's getting really swollen. Like it doesn't hurt. And it turns out he had a torn ACL. Like it was completely mm-hmm. torn and he pitched a whole inning and a half with a torn ACL. Had he, had um, he, had he torn it before? No, he had, I- he did have, he had uh, meniscus debridement mm. on that knee, like I don't know, eight weeks before that. Because I've had know. I've had soccer players that have torn the same ACL multiple times, and the first one's always the worst one because yeah. the nerve end after after the first surgery usually yeah. the nerve endings are yeah, not there. So you like they tear it again. They're like, oh, that one's not like the first one, and then it turns out to be like the first one. Yeah, I mean he he described it like he knew something was wrong, but like he couldn't tell what it was. Yeah. And it's just like his motion, like his pitching motion, like it just, it didn't bother him. And it was now it was his push off leg too. So like Mm. he wasn't, he wasn't really, ideally he wasn't stressing the ACL much, but it was, it started swelling more and more. And he was like, ah, something's going on. Um, that would, that one always stands out. The biggest thing to me on that one is that it was my first time as a student, I never took somebody from day one to like your back and we, we are not like rehabbing anymore. Everything else from here is just maintenance and trying to keep you from getting re-injured again. Like, um, that was the first time I ever experienced day one to day. I guess you could even call it day zero. Like when they're mm-hmm. back, um, you always remember your first time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I, I had another really bad ankle sprain stepping on a bag. And this guy, I mean the moment he, so he stepped on the bag and he went face down into the, into the grass, like off, off the first baseline. And he stayed down for more than like a second. And it, everybody that saw that was like, Oh crap. That means like something serious is going on. Um, turned out he basically just ripped his ankle to shreds. I mean, he tore CF, ATF. Um, there was some high ankle sprain stuff. There was definitely some bruising on the talus. Um, easily could have been an eight to 12 week ankle rehab and probably should have maybe even had surgery, but at time of the season, let's try to rehab it. Mm-hmm. And he came back in like five to six weeks. Sure. Um, cause he was tough as can be right. And an extremely good athlete. So he figured out how to get his job done. Um, then, so those two, like when we talk about what, what maybe made that one special, mm-hmm. two things that like come to mind. Number one. And I think, you hit it also on the head with your, um, I think, not your baseball guy, but your ankle, your soccer. soccer ankle, where you said like 48 hours, the first 48 hours were like this nonstop treatment, like mm-hmm. you really got her back. Um, that's what we are very fortunate in the in the professional ranks. We're very, very fortunate to be able to do it. But even in the college ranks, you can treat these 
athletes over and mm-hmm. over and over again. You can take them through their like early stages of rehab over and over and over again. Um, I'm surprised like this all came about because all of a sudden it was like Saquon Barkley might come back in like three weeks from a high ankle sprain and a high ankle sprain for football. It's like four, like six to eight weeks, even Mm -hmm. like four to six is like, uh, yeah, it's high ankle, but it's not that bad. But I mean, for somebody to come back in three weeks for high ankle, it's like, holy crap. And you're going to go cut. You're going to get tackled. You are definitely going to get folded into a pretzel at some point in this game. Mm -hmm. Um, but that guy's probably being treated three times a day. Minimum. And he's right. And he's given every advantage. And so I think it, it does have to be discussed that like when you're talking to your high school athlete or you're talking to a high school parent and now it's going to be, so hopefully Saquon comes back next week. Cause that'd be a great story. Mm-hmm. But when, Johnny gets a high ankle sprain and he's the JV quarterback and dad comes up to you and says, well, Saquon came up back in four weeks. Why would, why would it take my son six? That's, I mean, that's a reality, right? Cause Johnny's not special. <laughs> <laughs> Cause Johnny's not as special as Saquon. Um, <laughs> right. I mean like that's, that is a real thing that, that goes on in these, these worlds of the higher athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side of that is, so the first ACL, I had one hiccup in that rehab, and all I had to do out do was take out some leg extensions, and we took out the leg extensions. Everything else was so like, I mean, you if you looked at the rehab protocol and where he should be in the protocol, he was always like two weeks ahead of schedule, sure. but it was like boom, 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 boom. Flawless. There was no, like never any hiccups, never any setbacks. Um, and then with the ankle, it was like we just hammered it. We just went after it and did so much work that like we got ahead of schedule because of it. Um, so there was just like this, it just was, everything was pristine and you just kept moving forward, kept moving forward, kept moving forward. Um, the other ones that like really stand out in my career, one was a low back, a pars fracture, that it was a second time fracturing it. First time, protocol, 12 weeks, lumbar brace, no movement. You're wearing this brace, sleeping, showering, everything. Hmm. Second time. The complete opposite, I'm guessing. Well, I mean... Yes, right? Because um, move better. Move, right? So move, move, move. And I mean, it stands out. It changed. It, that was probably a, a third iteration of like Kevin as an athletic trainer because it taught me that, like, no, this is real. Like, you stop moving something, your body's going to be like, oh, fine. You don't need to use it anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So why would I heal it the right way? You need to move it. Like, I mean, if you got a displaced fracture, you got a displaced fracture, right? But if you have something that needs movement to heal, then move it, right? And don't be afraid just because it's the spine. Yeah. Like, there needs to be movement in order for that thing to heal. I think what's funny is when you have, you said that was the second time. You know, the same thing with my ACL that went really, really well. It was their second ACL. 
Sure. Just going through it once before and them having like a, oh, they know the outline, they know right. the program, and then yep. you can tweak it, you can yeah. improve it, you can do yeah. whatever. It's just so much easier. I mean, if, and they're, then, if they're from, if they have, from, you know, some sort of familiarity with yeah. what it, what it should look like. Again, that's the buy-in. Right. Totally. And so that, I mean, that second pars fracture was that moment. I mean, me and him sitting in an office being like, what do we do? Like, are you like, I mean, he's like, I might retire because I, I don't know if I can go through that, what I went through again. And so it was very much like, all right, it's not like, I need to figure out how to get a little, maybe we try this this time. Maybe, maybe you, this is what you do. And you were thinking you, outside the box being real. Creative. Yeah. You changed the system, man, because and, it didn't work. It well, didn't work. I think what, what's also cool about that story is you decide to take a chance. Yeah. And it paid off. Yep. And I, in all honesty, the guy, he doesn't have back problems anymore. Like that, that was what was going to hold him back from proceeding in his career. And that is not what's holding him back. Um, the other, I, I mean, like I had a really cool, like oblique rehab that really changed like my thought pattern on, um, thinking of the body as a whole. I like, it was the first time that I had, I had an oblique that got an injection because it was a, it was a grade two oblique. So there was a divot, there was a hole, blah, blah, blah. I didn't really like that there was an injection, but whatever, that's what we went with. We were a team. Um, so I immediately started treating everything else. Right. And then I immediately, when I could started introducing any kind of movement, it was like, you're going to, you're going to correct your movement pattern everywhere else. I don't care what your obliques doing. Like I really don't like, I'm not going to sit here and just worry only about this little spot. I'm going to treat the rest of you. And it worked. Like, it totally worked, right? It was, at by all means, it, it wasn't like a crazy fast timeline, but he came back, I think, in a better position than he was be, before he got injured. So, therefore, to me, it was like, it was a fast way to get to a better spot. And that was... Not necessarily, what I'm, well, the story, what I'm hearing is not necessarily on the injury prevention side, but actually almost on the performance improvement side. Yeah, sure. Which is just as important. Yeah. My last, and this is really, Uh-oh, you I, know, I went, I went five. Um, I had this, and this is the one that like, I stands out as this like, holy crap, I just changed something and less time than anybody should have been able to change. And I, I had a kid, uh, baseball player, shocker, um, <laughs> history of a UCL tear surgically repaired a lot of, a lot of issues at the elbow, um, started experiencing a elbow pain again. Everybody wanted to shut him down. Like just shut him down. We don't want to do anything. He had a little bit of inflammation, a little bit of like swelling at his, at the, at the actual elbow. I I was not convinced that there wasn't any, like the elbow felt structurally sound. MRI was clean. Like x-ray was clean. Like maybe like clearly you had surgery. So there was like stuff like it mm -hmm. didn't, it's as clean as it can be. We 
both me and him, like really, we talked about history. We talked about, you know, where are you feeling this? Where are you feeling that? I just like figured out that uh, a muscle in his shoulder is specifically is Terry's major. That tiny little bugger um, was interfering with the mechanics of how he threw a ball. I treated only his Terry's major for two days. And mind you, like you and you could probably attest to this, a guy that has swelling at his elbow mm-hmm. is probably not going to like return to throw in two days. Mm-hmm. In two days, this guy was symptom free. There was zero like I could not find swelling at his elbow. I could put him through every test and he was like, I feel great. Now, we were talking about like a professional athlete that you got to be really careful with. So he didn't throw for a couple more days which was he was pretty angry at me about that. But at the same time, we figured out something again that was somewhere else that took care of the issue at the elbow. And it was, I was like, okay, this is going to be at least seven days of us like treating and then you're probably going to feel better. But it was two days. And I was like, oh my God, you could make your next start if we were really aggressive about this. That's cool. If this was the playoffs, if this was the World Series – I would say get your ass out there and go pitch. But it was the middle of the season. It was like, let's just be careful. But, yeah, that's what I got. That's awesome. Wait, so what was your secret sauce here? My secret sauce? Yeah, I, I, like, it, I, to me, it's whole body, right? I think each one of those rehabs got me closer and closer to thinking if it doesn't matter, like, whatever the injury is, if I'm not correcting the whole body – if I'm not, if I'm not actually trying to create a more efficient machine, mm-hmm. like I'm slowing this rehab process down. Sure. The so whole if I, chain. even if I only cheat, if I only treat and like correct away from, I actually speed it up. I allow the body to move faster and more efficiently. Therefore, it's going to take care of itself. I love it. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this episode mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Chad, great episode. Yes, yes, it's always <laughs> fun to do this. I feel like we should do it again soon. Hey, how about really soon? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, anything that we need to remind the folks of? Yeah, listen to us <laughs> as much as possible. Candid. <laughs> underscore atc social media accounts candid underscore yeah. atc um, follow you know what i'm really tired of people who don't listen oh so my god there's no reason that every athletic trainer in this country shouldn't be listening to i us. really i would really so like to slap that, everybody that doesn't listen let's just share <laughs> let's just let's just keep going and building yeah. and growing together i love yeah. it um yeah. no i really i'm just kind of feeling time here i don't really have anything i think <laughs> i think it's been fun what a great um, way to end an episode <laughs> yeah i mean when you hear us next things will be different oh man your life is going to be changed i'm getting married this week Ooh. we're going to actually pre-record episode 37 but you won't hear it until after so it's going to be weird because he's not going to be married at but the time. But I will be. But by the time you hear it, yeah. he's going to be married. So therefore, he's going to be a different person. We're going down to Savannah, Georgia this week, Kev. 
Do you think you're going to be as funny after you get married? Probably not. <laughs> Crotchety old man. Yeah, you are. So, uh, well, thanks for everyone for listening. We will, um, we will see you all next week. All right. Goodbye. Helps if the headphones are on. Mm.